Hey, what's going up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Infinity Box Rewatch. I'm your Infinity Boy Anthony, alongside your boxman, Brian. Brian, what's going on? Same stuff, different week. Agreed, except this week we're reviewing, well, we'll touch on, four different episodes of television. Welcome to The She-Hulk, Episode 6, and Andor, Episode 1, Andor, Episode 2, Andor, Episode 3, Podcast. We need an air horn. I've been saying that for weeks. I know. It's been on my things to do. But welcome to the show. Uh, this week we are going to skip news in the news, but not because we want to. There's really nothing going on this week. Um, hasn't been that much news. Um, so what we're going to do is we're just going to jump right into it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how we're we're gonna figure out how we're gonna do this as we go along. But uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about. I guess we'll jump into She-Hulk first. Uh, that'll be quick. Yes, very. Yes. Um, I do want to say that much like uh, the people that liked Boba Fett and the people that liked um, the Last Jedi, and I completely went the opposite way on them. I am now that way with the people that hate She-Hulk. I love it more than anything in this world. Um, just <laughs> wow, more of, than anything. Just because of the simply because of the haters. Uh, if the haters and the losers weren't um, as vocal about this show, I'd probably just be like, yeah, it's a fine show. I like it. But uh, this is now my favorite show of all time, and you can go fuck yourself if you don't like it. <laughs> I'm on the this show is fine, but you're also more online than I am. Yes, I am very online. And I think the people that like truly hate and discuss the show um, are losers. Um, and you probably have a very tiny penis. It's weird or to big hate vagina. It. I don't know. I don't know what the thing for girls is. But yeah, whatever. Fucking people fucking hate this show. And I watched this episode and I just had like a nice time for 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, that was funny. There's some good jokes in there. And then fucking people were like, I never hated a show more. And I was like, oh, fuck yourself. It's weird to hate it. It's like, it's, it's so not weird. trying to be serious. No, it's so weird. Someone was like, I can't believe Daredevil was in the episode. I'm done with Disney forever. And I was like, who said he was going to be in this episode? No one. Not one person. Uh, it was implied. I don't know if that's implication. I expected him to be in this episode, but also I didn't give a shit that he wasn't because whatever, he will be. Yeah, thank you. Anyway. Like, that's not a reason to hate it. No. That's a reason someone gave. It's like, oh, I thought it was Daredevil's to be this episode. Oh, that's on you. Peace. They literally say at the beginning it's a self-contained wedding episode. Yeah, (laughs) she says it to us. Yes. Anyway, this is anyway. a self-contained wedding episode. Self-contained wedding episode. It's called Just Jen. Um, starts off right away, self-contained. Invited to be a bridesmaid for her friend Lulu, um, who she knew back in college, law school, whatever. And um, she shows up at this place as She-Hulk, looking good. And uh, Lulu is like, no, you're stealing my attention. Not cool. I want Jen to be here, not She-Hulk. So Jen's kind of like, all right, whatever. I, I wanted to fold my new clothes. Pool. So now all my clothes are going to be too big, but whatever. And they are noticeably baggy. Yeah. So um, 
she's asked Jen, um, and you know, we start uh, meeting all all the bridesmaids, all the people at the wedding, etc. And uh, your girl Titania shows up. Like that was the most sitcom sitcom thing ever. Yep, thank you. And um, they're like, stop being crazy, Jen. She's not here for you. She's here for the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so Titania shows up at the wedding dating a groomsman, allegedly. And they point to like this dorky groomsman. Yeah. Um, and they told Jen that her groomsman that she'll be paired up with at the wedding, which is going to show up tomorrow, uh, Jonathan. Yes. So she's hopeful. He is a cool guy. Um, was, uh, spoilers, he was a cool guy. He's a cool guy, but he's also a shitty little dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a crap dog. Um, so they, I don't know if they don't like Jen, or I guess they don't. Um, so, she starts talking with another wedding guest. They hit it off a little bit. A um, couple scenes of them chatting. And... Eventually, Titania is here why she came all along. Uh, she attacks Jen. Um, eventually, they uh, she gets her to turn into She-Hulk. She has some trouble at first. She's been drinking. Yeah. And she's um, just like, but, first, she's like, no, I've made a promise. And then she's like, I'm drunk. I forgot how to turn into She-Hulk. Yeah, and also they paired her up with a crappy dog. So, yeah. fuck Lulu. So they, uh, she turns to She-Hulk. They fight to the electric slide, which was great. Yes. And uh, Titania shatters her veneers. <laughs> uh, she looks ridiculous, and she leaves. And Lulu is thrilled that She-Hulk showed up at her wedding. Yes. In an ironic twist of uh, <laughs> emotions at the end. And that's... The main storyline, there's a side storyline with Mr. Immortal. The Mr. Immortal stuff was very funny to me. It was funny. Um, funny. Mr. Immortal has been married to various people over the years and tries to get out of it by um, dying, but he can't because he's immortal. And my favorite part of this whole thing is when... um, was it Nikki and the other lawyer? They're like debating how to handle this case, and he just can't take it anymore and jumps out jumps of the out window. The window. <laughs> so funny. Lands on a car, gets up, walks away. And um, what has happened is there's a website called Intelligentsia, and they spotted him. one of his exes spotted him on this as being still alive. He didn't die, so all of his exes come out of the woodwork, and they're all suing him. And uh, Nikki kind of arbitrates what they get uh, from it because they wouldn't agree to a lump sum, an equal lump sum, because some were married to him longer than others. Yeah, and some had kids with him, some didn't. So they get comp deals for all of them. Um, and at, later on, when they're browsing this uh, this site, uh, this intelligentsia, they see that there are a bunch of death threats out there for. She-Hulk, which is not what you want. No. Um, they agree that they should definitely not tell her. Uh, so Nikki immediately calls and tells her. <laughs> and uh, we see that the people who attacked her at the end of a couple episodes ago with the stuff from Asgard. And um, 
you know, they see that they are still going to be trying to get a blood sample from Jen. So that that story has not diminished. Yes, no. Yep. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. It was an episode. It was good. It's again, it's a sitcom. It literally is a sitcom. Like we're just gonna say it every There's week. sitcom tropes in it every fucking week. The Titania showing up was just like I that could yes, have been the a Hemian plot. Story, friends the Mr. The Mr. Uh, immortal B story with Nikki, like classic fucking sitcom. Yep. Like, get over it, and the people are like, oh, I can't believe it. There's no plot. There's no character. The whole plot and character development. The character development on Jen every week. There's character development on Jen every week. I don't know how you miss that. Um, but all... <laughs> yeah, she's literally like learning to be comfortable with the differences between Jen and She Hulk. Yes, week. yes, agree. Yes, please, thank you. And then fucking. The plot is now becoming like you don't get in a sitcom. They don't give you like the the series plot in the first few episodes. Like you got to build towards it, and then it ends in a fucking crescendo. Yeah, which it is doing with the blood and intelligentsia and all that shit. And, the fucking... and it's it's also like it's actually weaving nicely sitcom world with still shit that's going on with the MCU. Yep, and it's so building like such a fun like fucking. And it's like the like a fun like like Mister Immortal is now canon in the MCU, and that's like yeah. f- so fun. Yeah, they're dropping other characters in here. I mean, yeah. did they want this to be another Moon Knight? Yeah, I guess. I don't um, want another Moon Knight. No, but I now uh, completely stand the show. I think it's the greatest thing Marvel's ever done. So thank you. All right, yeah. number one on uh, your list, yes. She Hulk. Yep. Strictly because of the haters and the losers. They deserve it. Yeah, fuck them. Um, anyway, now that we're done with She-Hulk, uh, that'll be, we'll be back with episode seven. So there's only three episodes left this season. So that'll be coming up on the finale yeah. soon. Uh, let's talk about the three episodes of Andor that dropped. Um, I might hate on Andor a little bit. I don't hate it. I have very, uh, I have nice things to say about some of the things in the show. I don't um, hate it. I like a decent amount. I'll let you do your spiel on who's in it and stuff. Um, yes. There is one thing I I truly hate, though, but uh, the one do you thing I, the one thing I truly hated died in episode three. Um, okay. <laughs> so Andor, if you don't remember, just a quick uh, refresher. Um, he is a character from the prequel Rogue One. I had uh, what was it? I wanted to text this in um, the group chat. I wanted to see what someone's reaction would be. When I told them that the new show is the prequel to a prequel of original movies, but also a sequel to prequels. Yeah, that all checks out. Yes. I wanted to see someone's reaction to that, and I forgot about it. But I just wanted to put that out here, that that is what this show is. My reaction would have been yes. Yes. Um so it's a it's a prequel to Rogue One. Um, Cassian Andor, uh, one of the main characters in that movie. If you uh, spoilers, if you don't know, uh, they all die in that movie, uh, getting the Death Star plans. So yep. uh, if you ever thought about it, like when you're watching the originals, you're like, "Oh, that's crazy! How'd they get those Death Star plans?" Many people died to get those. So they got those Death Star. Uh, it was a massive, <laughs> massive uh, massacre. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I love I love that fucking movie. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it. So this is just a little bit more of a um, 
character study, I would say, I guess, on one of the main characters from that movie. Uh, yeah. Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna, who is very good. Um, and this is, takes place five years before the movie. Uh, there are going to be, what, twenty two seasons, 24 episodes, uh, two seasons, two 12-episode seasons, I believe they said is what it's going to be, which would lead right up into the movie. Um, anything else? Um, so basically the main players in this, um, you got obviously Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, uh, you got Kyle Soller as Cyril Karn, uh, who is a, uh, I want to just say like, like a space cop, kind of. I don't know his exact title. I don't know what's up with him, but we'll yeah, get to him. It's, it's kind of like, they're on this planet called Ferrix, um, and I assume that uh, they're just like they're, uh, the, the police force on that planet. They talk about reporting to the Empire and all that stuff like that. So Yeah, I'm guessing the Empire has people all over. Yeah. Um... You got Bix, who is a mechanic and a black market dealer who's friends with uh, Andor. Um, Brasso is his co-worker and colleague, played by Joplin Sibtane. Um, where is, uh, whatchamacallit, Fiona Shaw plays Martha Andor, his uh, adoptive mother, uh, Cassian's adoptive mother. She's cool. Um, and uh, to round it out, I'm not going to list everyone in the show. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård is Luthien, uh, a dealer and a part of the Rebel Alliance, uh, and he was great in his one episode. And there is a droid, B two EM, B two emo, B two emo, yeah, who I fucking love. Um, I love me the Skarsgårds too. Yeah, Scars. Oh, Stellan Skarsgård was so good in this episode. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, so that's just the main background on the show. Um, we're gonna see how Andor become goes because you see like. In these first three episodes, he's basically just a, like, street-level, like, thief kind of guy. Yeah. Um, just dealing in, like, the shady world of the underworld of, you know, post-Revenge of the Sith, you know? But uh, we see how he turns into a rebel spy and a hero of the revolution. So yeah. we're going to learn about all that. So, Brian... I'm definitely going to watch uh, Rogue One at the end of season two. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great little uh, capper. Little thing thing to do yeah um so episode one brian yeah casa i don't know what to write in my notes sometimes i write um cassie and sometimes i write casa sometimes i write andor yeah you have to find a uh um we start on morlana one and right away they show us cassie and andor entering a bar uh, seedy, seedy place. This looks like. Um, no weapons are allowed. They take it from him. Kind of like a strip club brothel sort yeah, of place. Brothel, I would say. Yeah. I think they call it that later. And um, he asks about a girl from Canari, which is the first we really hear about this place. Not the last of it at all. And um, there's two guys at the bar who are kind of eyeing him. They don't like the looks of him. And Isn't he it talk- like he was offered service before them? Yeah, they're they're pretty uh pretty pissed about that. No. Um so they're they're just like grilling him the whole time. And he he talks to one of the uh one of the women there, she comes over and he finds out that the girl he's looking for left a few months back 
Uh, she's not there anymore. And this is apparently his sister. Yes. Um, so, already, nice character building. Um, he leaves. Those two goons follow him. And I did not see this coming immediately, just him being a straight-up murderer. Yeah. But I liked it. Me too. Um, they're just dipshits. They start messing with him. Um, they fight. I love a good fight scene with no music. One yes. of my favorite things. Um, just like a gritty fight scene in an alley. Uh, one of them dies accidentally. Uh, he kills him. I think he gets stabbed the first one. Yep. And the dude drops and the other one um, is like begging for his life. Cassian's got the gun now. And he's just like, nah, fuck you. Shoots the guy right in the face. He's like, I can't just let you live. I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) So they're both dead. Don't have to worry about the goons anymore. And he just heads on out. Uh, That will come back to bite him. But for now, we jump over to Ferrix. Where we meet B2 Emo, the droid. Not the best droid. Kind of shitty. It like lags a bit. Stutters. Um, and this is where the show started to make me cringe a little bit when I saw that we're going to be doing fucking flashbacks. Oh, you don't like these flashbacks? I like these flashbacks. It, it just, I have a bad taste in my mouth from Boba Fett for continuous flashbacks. Uh, These flashbacks are way better than the Boba Fett flashbacks. They're better, but I don't love them. I like that you have no idea what they, they did not put closed captions for no i loved it i was like i cannot speak canary and then i was like you know what fuck it i don't care what they're saying i get i get the vibes yeah context clues were good um gives us a flashback that's why the episode name is uh casa that's what they called him when he was younger um to when he was on canary and he's there with all of his friends the people that he lived with growing up and in the distance, a ship crashes. Yes. And that's kind of all we got for now. They'll go back to that. Yeah. Um, he is back on Ferrix now. He tells uh, the droid, B2 Emo, to cover for him uh, if anyone's asking for him. He goes to see some friends. He's kind of lying low for a bit because now he is a murderer. Yeah. Um, might have been before, but it's still I pretty guess, recent. Yes, yes. So um, he's he's back on Ferrix, and he goes and meets up with Bix, who is like a mechanic. She's selling some ships and some parts, and he has something to sell, and he wants her to hook him up with a contact. And she's kind of reluctant at first, but eventually she's like, all right, I'll, I'll help you out. Uh, Bix seems pretty cool. Um, but back in Morlana 1, where the two sentry guards were killed, that's getting investigated by Cyril. Um, he goes to his superior about it, and superior is kind of like, fuck it, let it go, who cares? Yeah. He's like, they're going to be asking us about how our crime's doing, let's not bring two murders up to them, that's going to make us look bad. Yeah. And Cyril's like, you know what, I'm going to pursue it on my own. Uh, Unclear why. He's kind of, like, adamant about it. He's kind of a dick in this episode, which I'm confused about him. 
He's like a dick to people in this episode. He really wants to pursue this murder. And then we get a couple more flashbacks to end the episode to Canari. And um, we he's basically a young Casa is going to investigate the ship and he leaves his sister behind as he uh, as he goes to do some investigative work. Yeah, with the with the group. And that was it. Yeah. That was episode one. Yeah. Was I? Yeah, one. First episode. I'm gonna miss the no lightsabers. Yeah, I mean this is not that was you know, it's not that kind of Star Wars show. Yeah, um, I mean I knew from Rogue One back in that yeah. shit. So episode two is called That Would Be Me. Um, again, back on Kanari, young Casa. Uh, we see him as a kid. He comes across this mining field, so tells us why he hates the Empire. They may have destroyed his planet. Uh, they were at least starting to. And it jumps back to present-day Ferrix, uh, where we get a little bit more about the murder that... Uh, that Cassian committed. Uh, he is now a wanted man. Bix and Tim see it on their little, uh, little radar screen. I guess it's like the messages that go out. Yes. Uh, he is wanted, and you know Bix his family. Him, Tim, unclear. Um, but Andor knows this is probably happening, so he goes and meets with Marva, his mother, uh, and she's pissed about this. She's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and his entire past was supposed to be a lie. So she's like, who knows that you were from Canari? And he's like, I don't know, a couple people. Apparently he was supposed to tell people that he was raised on Fest. So we're going to learn a lot more about what happened on Canari. Yeah. And um, he, you know, he finds out that the people are looking for him for this murder. So he meets up with Bix. He tells her what happened. And she's like, all right, that sucks, but I got the buyer that you wanted. And they're on their way. And while they're chatting, your boy Tim reports to uh, Cyril and, and that whole contingent where Andor is. Yep. Like a dick. I hate him. He's not good. Bix, Bix could do better than Tim, was my takeaway here. Yes. Um, we see in the next scene, they're fucking... Um, do we think Bix and Cassian were an item at some point? Maybe. What was the vibe I was getting? Um, Bix and Tim are hooking up, and, and then we meet Mosk, Cyril's right-hand man, my favorite character in the show. He is just a hype dude. <laughs> I love him. I've seen him in other stuff too. Yeah. Um. So they they know where Cassian is now. He's on Ferrix. They're gonna come go. Um. Another flashback to Canari. Um. Basically, them heading towards the ship that crashed. Every time we go back, it gets like a little bit more along that storyline. And um, meanwhile, what's happening is the uh, at this crash site, there's like, you know, bodies inside. This place is crashed. 
And there's like a little quick fight scene with someone in there. Uh, that we thought they were all dead, wasn't dead. The kids are able to to stand their own a little bit, but their leader gets hurt. Uh, so they take the leader away. I think that was it for flashbacks for this yes, episode. That, that was it. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Andor gets this N N five nine or something Star Path unit that he wanted, and. Uh, the buyer shows up finally, uh, on the planet at least, Luthen Rael, and uh, Andor wants to meet up with him. He gets a ticket to leave. He's going to leave to Tassar uh, when he gets out of here, once he meets up with this buyer. Um, so Rael lands here, Andor's going to meet him, and then we get this weird scene, like the final scene of the episode, or Right before the final scene in the episode, Moss gives this great hype speech to everyone to go and get this guy, Cassian. Yeah. And then Cyril gives the shittiest speech I've ever seen. Yeah. He's not great. But, like, the prior episode, he was, you know, like, He's like old, Mr. Cop. Yeah, Mr. Cop, yeah. He's a little nervous. I, just, you, you, I feel like he, you know, a little nervous. He's nervous. I guess. I just don't know where his confidence went. Yeah. Like I thought he would have given the given the speech that Moss gave, and then you know something takes him down a peg next episode or two. But Moss should be the leader, if you ask me. Yeah, he's the best. Um, but that's the end of episode two. Episode two is not much happened. Though. Yeah, episode two was the worst of the three, but it wasn't. Yeah, good, but it was. Yeah, it was just. Even the flashbacks, really, not much was happening. Yeah, not a lot. Um. Uh, and then three, we got episode called Reckoning. Episode three, I really liked. I thought this was the best. Of three. three was it was three one two. Yeah. Um, young Casa is investigating the ship that crashed on Canary. Uh, he's he's plopping around, and who finds him in here breaking shit? Uh, but your girl Marfa. Yeah. So they have been together since he was a child, hence adoptive mother. Um, so she, you know, we knew this already. She knows whatever happened on Canary. We don't know the whole deal yet. Um, but cool. They go back years. Present day, uh, Cassian is hiding. Uh, he's trying to get to his meeting with uh, this Luthen guy. Um, so Luthen meets up with Bix. She's the contact. They're heading to meet Andor. They, uh, she hopes the Empire will not find him. She knows that they're after him. She's not turning them in. They are a fan. Uh, sadly, Cyril and all of his buddies arrived on Ferrix. So already, episode three. Everyone's converging. Uh, they're all on Ferrix. Um, they go to Marva's home right away. And uh, you know they pretty much do their thing. They subdue everyone there. But uh, Cassian calls into his droid B2 emo. Mm, he fucked up. Fucked up. Uh, of course, the droid works for this, and now they know where he is. Um, so they are in pursuit. Uh, meanwhile, Andor has met up with Luthen, and they're discussing you know, the terms of the deal. Yeah. You know, how much he's going to sell this shit for, etc. Contentious. They don't really trust each other. Yeah, I got it. They don't know each other. Yeah. Um. Bix, meanwhile, 
is uh, talking to, I think it was Brasso, yeah. his friend, and, you know, about Andor being wanted. And then Tim comes over, and she's like, he's like, nah, don't worry about it, he'll be fine. She's like, how the fuck did you know what we're talking about? Well, that's where she learns that he turned him in. Yeah. Um, not cool. She basically tells him to fuck off. And... Meanwhile, uh, Andor and Luthen are chatting. We find out that he literally just stole this piece of equipment by sneaking onto an Empire ship, taking it, and leaving. I love that. He's like, they just, they don't, they would never think that it would happen, so they just, it could happen. He's like, they're just stupid. Yeah, he's like, they don't think that this, I could do something like this, so they don't even check or care. Yep. So he tells, tells Luthen how he got it, um... They get warning now that some guards are approaching. You know, everyone looks out for each other unfair. Um, but Luthen's like, listen, why don't you join me? I think we could be good together. Which Cassian is immediately skeptical of. Um, so these these guards, you know, all of Cyril and Mosk's dudes start, start closing in. Um... And basically, we get like a fight slash chasing. Yes. He loses the thing that he stole immediately, which I kind of face pumped. Yeah, that was a little like, that's worth a lot of money. Like, I wonder why you just leave it there. I guess he could steal another, but like, this was the whole plot of like two episodes. Yeah. Trying to get this thing to be sold. That was a little annoying. Um,. Bix gets captured in the meantime. There's just like anarchy now in this little town. Yes. And they, you know, they have Marva uh, under control. It's a thing. And they're banging on all the pots and the pans or whatever. And she says, like, you hear that? That's reckoning. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. That's a good line. That's the name of the episode. That's the name of the episode. Um, when, uh, when he sees Bix is arrested, Tim runs to try and help her and like an idiot gets just gets shot dead right in the chest there you go tim's gone um the funniest thing is then like the soldiers just leave her there anyway yeah they're like oh fuck you you're you're handcuffed here now yeah so he did not have to run to help her no so the soldiers leave um marva kind of psyched out the soldiers uh like cereal and them so like she distracted them a little bit she gave a little speech that jarred them a bit. Yes. Um, so Ender and Luthen are, are able to kind of sneak out of here and flee. Um, one of the soldiers' ships tries to fly out of there, and it, it's stuck to like this big piece of heavy equipment, and it gets crashed. And very realistic. All the soldiers are like, is that one of theirs, ours? No idea. Uh, which would you know, probably be the case. I wouldn't fucking know who ship yes. just crashed. Just happened. Uh-huh. Then, um, so the speeder comes out. Well, it's kind of like a more like a car than a speeder, but it starts to flee. Everyone is like, "Oh shit!" Cassian and Luthen got to be in there, so they just start shooting it. Everyone just starts kind of chasing it as it goes down the street. This thing is pretty formidable, um, but it then blows up. And the soldiers were tricked into attacking a decoy, like idiots. Yep. And uh, Luthen and 
Cassian are on this much faster speeder that goes the opposite way where no one was looking. And they just book it out of there all the way to a ship uh, that they have waiting for them. And the soldiers leave because now they missed out on catching them here, so they have to see where they go to next. And they kind of parallel that with a flashback to uh, Marva and Andor leaving yes. when uh, when they were youngins back on Kendari. Yeah, it was... Uh, basically, he gets left behind by like the tribe. Her and her husband were like arguing about whether to take him. She knocks him out and takes him with him, and then that's how they become like a family. Yep. And that's how he loses track of his sister. Yep. So if you were wondering, you know, why he was looking for his sister in the first episode, he probably has not seen her since he left Kanari. Yep. So we don't know the big deal about keeping Kanari a secret. Yep. Um, he's still trying to find his sister, and I guess Luthen's going to take him somewhere now. They're and the others left him. They're going to be doing more, uh, I assume, spy shit after this. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of hiding and sneaking around. Yeah. I guess steal something, because they lost something that uh, they could have sold yeah, for a lot of money. I mean, stealing stuff, he is a thief. So Yeah, that's where he excels. So, so far, so good. You know, it didn't blow me away, but I don't hate it. It's so, fine. So, I think... So what I got from it, right, I, I figure, I think I really dug into it around, sometime around the second episode, is just how the show is shot. Like, the cinematography is, like, gorgeous. It's not shot like any of the other more recent Star Warsy things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, like, you know how, like, they do, like, the, the, the flash pan, the switch, you know, the switch scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the flash. There's none of that in this show. It's just straight, like, it's gritty, it's like shot beautifully, the acting is like really, really good. It's like down it's like it's like in the it's like in the it's in the like trenches kinda, you know, like there's no Jedi. It's not about the Jedi. It's not about the Sith. It's about like, you know, the people rising up against like the government, like the Empire government rather than Yeah, like, this is like the rather than the, like we have to take down the Sith. It's more like this like evil fascist government. We have to take this down. It's 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 very different, and it's just like like Rogue One is very different. It's although you know Rogue One at the end they do have you know like Leia and you know Darth Vader and stuff like that. So like it's it's a little it's even a little more different than that. I, I like kind of like how that's the feeling that you get out of the show. Yeah, the other Star Wars shows are like here are the main characters and what they're doing, and this feels like if you were a civilian in the Star Wars world, this is what you'd be seeing. Yes, exactly. Like love the Mandalorian. It's like nothing like the Mandalorian, you know, like No, we're not gonna see Luke or, pop up. Or Boba Fett, you know, like th- those are completely different type shows. Like you're not getting that type of Star Wars. You're getting the Rogue One, like deep, gritty, like story, like thief, street level. Like I would like to like consider it kinda of like a street level Spider Man Daredevil kinda of, kinda of show, you know? Yeah, exactly. You, like, you, like, like when you watch Daredevil, but then you watch like Infinity War. It's completely different. Just like what if you were to watch this or like Jedi or uh, or Sith, you know, like you know, it's completely different. Yeah, and like I, I know that they they might like um, like the other. You know, it's easier to do it with Jedi and Sith, yeah. obviously, but they like 
pulling in characters from like the books or the video yeah. games. I could see them doing that here with references, but you're not going to get any of the big ones. I think your big thing you're going to get here is you're going to get references to the movie. Yeah. Like, I bet, like, I I, I heard that, you know, Forrest Whitaker's going to be in it. He has a great spot for, from the movie. It's like, that's going to be, like, your Easter eggs. Like, your Easter eggs are only going to come, I would feel, strictly from, like, the Rogue One universe type, you know. Yeah. I just found an article that ranked every Star Wars movie. Mm. And I just closed that article because it has Last Jedi above Rogue One. Oh, my God. What a shitty <laughs> movie. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I thought it was I thought it was a good start. It wasn't, in like, great or excellent or anything, but, like, some of the things were good and excellent, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think as the show goes on, you're going to really, like, dig deep in with the characters and you're going to really like get into it. Like I know like you've seen Andor before, but you know, Bix and Marva and uh, Luthen and all these, all these like, you know, rebel Alliance people, you know, you're going to, you're going to get in deep with them. You're going to really, yeah. you're a feel for them, you know, certainly a good start. Brasso. Love that guy. Love that guy. Love Brasso. Better than Tim. Yeah. Tim sucks. Well, that said, Brian, you got anything else for the people? No, I got nothing else for these people. Okay, good. Next week, we'll be back with episode four and seven, respectively, of She-Hulk and Andor. Um, I'm sure we'll have some news in the news. Uh, that it'll be an easier it'll be easier to recap just two rather than four episodes, and then yes. we could dive a little deeper on both those episodes rather than we kind of just give a little quick overview because we don't want to be here for three hours. You know, we could. We could really dig deep and talk about everything, but that's not what we're, we're here to do. Especially when we learn that you guys like shorter episodes um, <laughs> of the podcast. So yeah, uh, I hope you're enjoying She-Hope, hope you're enjoying Andor, hope you're enjoying Hot D, Rings of Power, all the great content that's coming out right now. Did I miss anything? Is there any other good shows that are out right now that are streaming? Um, I mean, you got Rings of Power. Yeah, I said that. I was listening to you. Yeah. Wow. That's fine. No one does anyway. Um, so yeah, keep keep on watching. And we'll be back next week uh, for more stuff. Follow us on Twitter at InfinityBoxRW. That's where we tweet. Uh, and then check out the podcast on the podcast apps. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all those podcast apps. You'll find us on there. Um, and then check out my wrestling podcast. Uh, wasn't on it this week, but uh, the boys do a good job. Check them out at TIR Wrestling on Twitter. All the same podcast apps plus Spotify on that one. And that's it, Brian. I wasn't on the wrestling podcast because I was uh, at Mariah Carey's concert this weekend. Oof. Oof. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, the rest was good. I think you were there, too. I was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so check that out if you want to watch uh, Global Citizen on YouTube. Um, maybe you'll see us. Maybe they showed us reacting in horror to some of the things that Mariah Carey was saying. She's a terrible person. <laughs> Horses are terrible people. All right, everybody. We will see you again next week. Uh, love you faces. Uh, be good. Be well. Live long and prosper. Bye. Later. <laughs>